Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden this time. And I have my good friend with me from Poland, who is actually the director of our Polish office. And it's so great to have you. Have you been on our podcast before, Tim? Yeah, sure. A couple yeah. times. Well, a while ago, a long while ago. Yeah, it's year. been a while. It's been it's been a minute. I know that um, I assumed that you had, but you know, we've just, we've done so many. We're like, yeah. I think 700 and some odd episodes now for our podcast. Something, something like that, like a few millions already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is actually, I mean, it's kind of, that's not a lot for a normal podcast for people that actually make a living from podcasts. But when it comes to ministries doing podcasts, usually you get maybe, maybe a hundred at the most. So, I mean, for us to have, because we, we crank them out every week. Uh, we usually have uh-huh. podcasts every week. We don't have a schedule. So that's one of our weaknesses. I mean, as you know, I mean, you, you've you been doing a lot of stuff for social media for a while. People rely on schedules. It's just that I don't want to do a podcast when I don't want to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess And I do when I do. So I, I really feel like our podcasts are mainly inspired. There are times where I'll do like four at a time. And then like I'll be traveling for a week and, you know, we'll not have really that much to say but um yeah i know that we've had you on before so it's great to have you back bro well you know that the podcast that you are doing that was one of the things that really drive me closer to the persecuted church to the house church of china that that that's really worked in my case i started listening to your podcast in what 2020 something like that that's uh just after the reading the other yun's book and then i found you and i really really got hooked in the in the, in the in the great commission that that's so it works yeah it what's amazing is now that you say that i'm i'm actually surprised i met you for the first time in 2020 that's yep. crazy um because it feels like i've known you most of my life i mean just it, we we've gotten together so well i mean from the moment that we met i just really connected i felt that god was was you know in that and uh, I remember traveling to Poland. It was during the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And I remember enjoying being in Poland because Poland didn't require masks at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is great. I can take the train and everything and no masks are required. But I think that all quickly changed right after I left. Oh, so it was your fault. Okay. Now I get it <laughs> it kind of was. I think, I think it kind of was. Uh, you know, in 2020, I was in Wuhan in January. And so, um, and then I left Wuhan and I traveled to uh, different parts of Asia, Europe, and then the U.S. And I arrived in the U.S. at the end of January. And that's when President Trump was the president at that time. And he stopped our Chinese friends from, or he stopped Chinese flights and everybody went off. Do you remember? Everybody went off. We were at our, we had our, um, we had our ambassador meeting. You weren't with us on that one, but we had uh ruth our dear sister from china she had joined us for the very first time she just arrived 
And um, she came in to the ambassador meeting and we had to turn her around and send her back because our fear was if Trump stops flights coming in from China, that means flights going into China will also be stopped. And um, and the world just kicked off, just like, how dare you stop flights coming in from China? And then a few months later, the whole world stopped all flights coming in from all places at all times. So yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, how I, things I remember the clear skies. Yeah. It was strange. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was um, I mean, I actually took refuge here and it kind of changed a lot of things. I stayed here in Sweden a lot more just because Sweden didn't require masks. They didn't shut anything down. They didn't have any requirements for. I remember people were just so confused. I'd get on a flight to Sweden and they're like, where's your where's your test? Test for what? For COVID. You need to have a COVID <laughs> test. Not for this flight, baby. Sweden doesn't require it. And they're like, no, every country requires it. No, they don't. You might want to check your books. Sweden does not require COVID tests to get on a flight to Sweden. That was, so, that was a roller coaster time. It was. It was. And now we're moving into another roller coaster time. You know, um, we've been looking at the news. Uh, 2024 seems like a year for war. Um, mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of things start to take place where it kicked off a little bit on October 6th last year with uh, the attacks on Israel um, and then uh, Israel reacting and going into Gaza and then uh, Lebanon with the Hezbollah on the southern border of Lebanon playing a part, um, then Israel engaging Lebanon um, and then the Houthis in Yemen joining in and then uh -huh. the U.S. now involved. Um, and we've seen, uh, so we've been seeing a lot of chess pieces moving. Now there was just a big bombing in um, Iran with yeah. a funeral of one of their top generals that was killed by the Israelis in Syria. So now you have Syria, Russia, America, Iran, Yemen, uh, Israel, and all these nations you are starting to see some kind of buildup. And, and of course, that's taken the the uh the view a little bit off of your back of back of area um your neck of the woods with uh, ukraine which is still yeah. going on people just aren't talking about it as much i know that we're going to be talking about north korea but i just want to ask you how are things because this all ties in with north korea in my mind i'll tell you why in a minute but how are things looking right now with uh with your neck of the woods with ukraine well, just a few days ago, um, Polish F six F sixteens were scrambled during um, like one of the attacks on Ukraine because they were uh, they were actually I think they were they were um, trying to intercept any objects that might go into Polish airspace because something like that happened I think around Christmas one of the cruise missiles they it just it went through Polish airspace wow. uh, on their way into the Ukraine so it's I guess it's we are more and more on edge here. Uh, of course, December, Christmas time, that puts everybody a bit on, on ease, like everywhere on the planet. But now it's 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 done. And yeah, 2024 will be a roller coaster when it comes to war. I agree on that 100%. And I see that here. Um, I don't know, is it in the, in the Western media? But there's so, so much of uh, U.S. war equipment just being brought uh, here to Poland and in and in and in and the... Uh, South Korean war equipment like this is this is just news. I'm not I'm not giving away any secrets. Just just uh, local news in from Poland. A lot of stuff being imported here. Yeah, because I mean, you guys are you guys are really feeling threatened. I imagine being right on the border of the Ukraine and and Russia just not giving up. They continue to do their push. Yeah, yeah. 
And you know, the more and more people are getting uh, scared. Yeah. And that's just a ground for revival again and again. So uh, looking looking forward for, you know, more more scared people just, just trying to get uh, uh, the one who is the peace himself, the, the shalom, the Jesus. So so on one side, we see the, the war and on the other side, we just see the, the ground for revival. Yeah. And I don't know if, you know, right now I'm reading a book uh, called Son of Jihad. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, Son of Gaza. Uh, no, <laughs> still wrong. Uh, son of Hamas. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so I'm reading Son of Hamas and a really great uh, story. I've actually heard about the brother several times. I listened to him speak. And one of the things that he said in his most recent interview with Pierce Morgan was that <clears throat> October 7th attack by um, by the uh, uh, Hamas was a birthday gift to Putin. Uh, because Putin's birthday is October 7th. That's when they launched the attacks. And they said that basically it was to take, I mean, and, and I mean, this was from his point of view. He said that by taking the pressure off of Russia, putting all of the world's attention on Israel and against Israel because they were against Russia. I mean, people aren't as against, I don't know if you're feeling it in Poland as much, but at least here in Northern Europe, um, I just came from the, from the States. Um, there's not as much anti-Russian rhetoric in the news right now. It's almost all anti-Israel. And, wow. uh, and hum, the, the son of Hamas was saying this was a birthday gift. This was worked out together with Putin. Now, I don't know. I'm not running any tin hot hat conspiracy theories, but the numbers add up. The dates add up and the theory right. works out. Uh, and so, I mean, what the son of Hamas was saying uh, was right on. And I mean, he was, he was the, um, his father was the founder, one of the co-founders of Hamas. Um, he goes back to the history of the founding of Hamas at the beginning of the book. I'm kind of uh, halfway through it right now at the moment. But one of the things that he was saying was that, you know, these, these are, these are intricately linked, you know, Russia, Hamas, Syria, Iran, this is not by mistake. This is by design, um, you know, a, a lot of it. And so this was, uh, it was very interesting to hear. Have you heard that at all? Uh, I heard the, that there is a book like that, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't deep, go deep into that. Yeah, no, the October 7th. Have you heard that about Putin with his birthday? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I, I did like after what happened October 6th, I did like downsize on my media intake. And about what's happening, probably that's why I didn't connect the dots that uh, that it was his birthday, because uh, I I discovered that there's so many things happening in the world right now, China and 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 Russia and Israel. So I decided to like cut trim down the the number of information I'm getting into my heart because that would that started to be uh, burdening even for even for me, you know. So yeah. so so probably that's why I uh, I missed it. But that sounds pretty crazy yes and um i just looked it up just to check the october by or i'm sorry the attack by hamas was saturday october 7th 2023 and that october 7th is the birthday of putin so the the son of hamas the guy that said that his dates are right and yeah. he's not far off i mean whether it was done in coordination or not he said it was done in coordination um whether it was done in coordination or not he it, it did the job that he's accusing it of doing which is taking the focus off of russia and putting it on israel 
And, um, and, and so we've seen that across the globe. One of the things that we have seen, and this is the thing I want to get into with our podcast, um, because you've been doing an amazing job uh, putting up our, our daily prayer for North Korea uh, on social media on YouTube and doing videos on that. And I, it feels a bit like a pivot, like we're moving from one subject to another, but we're, we're really not because 2024 is looking like a, a, a year of more war taking place. Uh, just this morning, I woke up to the news of North Korea shooting artillery rounds into South Korea um, and weapons that are being used by Russia and, um, and even, is it Hamas? Let me look that up before I say it. Uh, coming from North Korea. So North Korea, it, here's the problem with North Korea. This is I, I, I don't want to touch on any conspiracy theories or any um, uh, situations with North Korea. The only thing that I want to say with North Korea is that when things are quiet with North Korea, be careful. Because it's like a kid. Anybody that's had small children... It's not when they're loud that you're the most worried about them. You have a daughter. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> it's when they're quiet that you need to stop and find out what are they doing. Exactly. And right now with North Korea, they're a little too quiet. Yes, there were artillery that just shut off into South Korea, but we're starting to see a little bit of noise come from them because they've been quiet for the last few months, for the last couple of uh, months. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's something happening there. And in our spirit, we feel that it's time to pray for the Agreed. nation of North Korea. Agreed. 100%. I, that's, that's what I, I mean, uh, as you were saying, like more and more war is happening. And when I started to quiet down on the media intake in October, that's, that was the time when I, uh, when I started bugging you about the, uh, the North Korea uh, prayer month. And because I, I found out in my heart that, you know, because we are so, we can be Christians, we can be so reactive to what is happening in the media. There's a war here, there's a war here, there's a war here. And we just like switch to, from, the, from the conflict to conflict, from disaster to disaster. And, in, and when we do like this, we can forget about, you know, listening to the silent voice of the Holy Spirit, just telling us on where should we really focus and that's when I heard from, from, from the God that this is the time to pray for North Korea. And I, and I started working on, the, on bringing up uh, the series because I'm, I'm really, really convinced and since last two months that this is the time that we really need to focus uh, on the prayer for North Korea, for their people, uh, for whatever the Lord planned for this amazing nation. Yeah, um, I just looked it up, and the October 7th attacks were carried out with North Korean weapons um, wow. from Hamas. So Hamas was using North Korea weapons when they attacked Israel. 10% of the weapons that have been found in Gaza, that's a high rate, 10%. So one out of every 10 weaponry, so whatever the weapons might constitute as a weapon, um, one-tenth of them were made in North Korea. So there's a supply route and a support chain from North Korea to Gaza. Now that might seem like an unlikely brotherhood because you have one that is staunch communist, which is, mm -hmm. embraces atheism, and the other one, radical Muslims. But mm -hmm. when it comes to fighting, um, I believe in the end times, there will be a unification between um, the, the 
the worlds of darkness, I guess, is the best way that I can think of putting it. The, the nations, uh, I, I hate to use the term axis of evil, but I, I don't think that there's a better term than to say the axis of evil. Now, that doesn't mean, as you know, I'm just saying this for our audience, that doesn't mean that the North Koreans are evil. Jesus loves them. He wants them to hear the good news. And more than that, they want to hear the good news. The North Koreans are hungry for truth. They don't know what that truth is, but they know that there's a void in their heart. They know that there's a void. I've been in North Korea. I've spent time in North Korea. I've traveled around extensively in North Korea. And one of the things that I have seen is a deadness because the people of North Korea were created in the image of God. And the government Amen. of North Korea separates them from their creator, is actively separating them from their creator. And uh, that is the reason we are praying for North Korea. Because we know that the gospel needs to be shown, shined, shown, shine. The light needs to come. Thinking of the English word. See, brother, English is my first language, and I still have a problem with that. I don't know if shown, if I say the light should be shown in North Korea or shine in North Korea. Yeah, whatever it is. So, but yeah, we need to take the good news into North Korea. So I'm super excited. Now, you, when's the first time you saw this 30-day devotional? Is this a recent discovery that you've had? Or can you can you give me a little bit, like, where did that journey come from where you wanted to take these 30 days and put them up online? Like six months ago, I guess. Six months, something like that, when I was just digging and digging and digging and searching on what content we have that can be, that should be brought back again uh, to the spotlight. So so that's like, yeah, something like that. I found it. And uh, and I was and I was just like keeping it in my heart, like thinking of it, when it's gonna be the right time. Because I knew it was precious. Uh, so the of course the summertime was not a good time for that because in summertime people are a bit more relaxed. And that's that's I mean this is amazing and heavy content to that that 30 day guide. And this is just mind blowing. When I found that for the first time when I when I listened to it for the first time, it's like, wow, okay, people need to know that. People need to know that that was that uh, North Korea was the was one of the revival center, centers in the beginning of the 20th century. People don't know that. It wasn't like that. Uh, it wasn't like Kim Jong-un all the time. That, that's why I said this is an amazing nation, because right now they're under the boot of uh, many boots of communists, but they were such a pearl such a bright piece of uh, of land in the beginning of the 20th century i mean I, that just blew my mind and um, and yeah I, mean, I love those those people and if uh, and if, if i can be a member of the body of christ that was moved to do something about it i want to be that that guy that you know that piece of the the piece of the body so, so that's why I started thinking about how to do that, collecting some stuff, thinking about uh, the way to present that on YouTube, and 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 voila, here we are. It's uh, day number five right now. Yeah. So, is, if you're listening to this podcast, you can go into our Back to Jerusalem YouTube channel right now and and follow along with our every day of prayer. It's only like. How, how long is each episode? Like five minutes, would you say? That's five to eight minutes. Yeah, so five to eight minutes. So it's not a long part of your day. Listen, 
You can put this up on YouTube, play it on your phone or your computer in the background while you're brushing your teeth, getting ready in the morning. Um, you can have this as background noise when you're driving to work, walking to work, biking to work, however you get to work. You can even play it while you're in work. Have you missed a day or two? You can listen to a couple of days because it does kind of go a little bit uh, in order for time. Like we tried to uh, share a little bit of the history because like you were saying, Tim, there's a lot of people that don't know that uh, okay. North Korea, Pyongyang, the city of Pyongyang was considered to be the Jerusalem of the East. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't know that, uh, what was her name? Billy Graham's wife, Ruth Bell. So Ruth mm -hmm. Bell Graham, um, who was Billy Graham's wife, uh, she was born and raised in China. And at that time, Christians that were serving in China sent their children to the best Christian school in the region, which was Pyongyang. Yeah. Pyongyang had Christian schools everywhere dotted throughout the entire city. Um, just like going to um, England today, London today, you see Big Ben. Uh, if you go to New York, you see you know the, the uh, Statue of Liberty. If you go to um, San Francisco, you see the Golden Gate Bridge. We have these iconic scenes you know in each city. Um, and at that time, Pyongyang had postcards that had its most iconic thing that you would see on the streets all the time, which was evangelism and people handing out tracts. Mm -hmm. That was so common that it was it was like the, the Golden Gate Bridge for San Francisco or like the Statue of Liberty in New York. It was just a common staple of everyday life in Pyongyang. And so a lot of people don't know the founder of North Korea was in a Christian family, born in a Christian family. His father was a part, a pastor of an underground church. He, the, the oldest in, uh, church that is still in existence in North Korea today is named after uh, Kim Il-sung's mother, Kim Il-sung being mm -hmm. the founder of North Korea. Um, he, Kim Il-sung, the founder of North Korea, played the organ in church, was a part of church, which also it, people might think, oh, that's an interest, interesting trivia. But what does that have to do with praying for North Korea? Well, if you don't understand North Korea, you can get a glimpse of it by seeing the Christian background of North Korea. Because yeah. communism, as it's implemented, I don't know how it was implemented in Poland, per se, but I do know that in North Korea, it is implemented like we see acts in the church. So if you go to church, you have, you know, singing and then reading from the word generally, and then someone speaking and explaining the word of God to the congregation, a song, and then the benediction or dismissal, and then you leave. Um, same thing in North Korea. Every single day they do these times where they come together and they sing songs to their founders, to the leaders, that are based on Christian hymns. They've only changed the words. Then they do... Um, reading from Jucha, the writings of Jucha, which is, you know, independence and, and the, the writings of the leaders. And then they have somebody that will lead them into understanding the writings of the leaders more. And then they even have confession where individuals will confess their sins to one another, sins against the party, sins against communism. And so we see that the ideas of of Christianity in North Korea have been taken and replicated for the enemy 
to brainwash mm-hmm. the people. So the people in North Korea are really being held prisoner. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah, um, and that's one of the things that I, I, I love about this 30-day devotional that you've put up uh, on YouTube. And I mean, right now, I mean, the videos, can you explain a little bit about the videos? I mean, um, what if people go and they listen to or they watch the, the videos that you've put up, what are they going to find? Well, they will uh, mostly see, uh, there's like a background, there's a, there's a background, which is, how to say that? Sorry, I need to think Polish or think English quickly. <laughs> so I, I, I made a template that it's basically, you open a video and you can see, a, you know, like a video playing, like yeah. uh, like some, some old school stuff. And you, so that that's, there's not too much happening in a visual uh, context, but you can, but you can hear, and the sound quality is, that was very, very well recorded. So, so it's, it's very nice to hear. And it doesn't matter if you're using headphones or just driving with your car. So it will not, uh, it, it will not bother you if you will not see the video because you will have the, the clear audio. So, so you just go to the, you click on the video, it will open up, but mostly uh, the main part is just the uh, audio in the, in the background there's no there's there's nothing super special in the um, in the video layer yet so far i still have some some stuff to do um but basically this is designed for every youtube user to so so that he can or she can use it in any circumstances circumstances that he's using youtube so it's like very flexible so it doesn't matter where you use it how you use it it's going to be still um very uh, good quality to listen to. Yeah, and I, for me, I really believe that this is so powerful. Prayer for North Korea is absolutely powerful. And I know we say it all the time, but guys, I'm telling you here and now, I, I we've seen uh, places like North Korea where uh, we try to use soldiers, we try to use diplomacy, we try to use money, we try to use aid, we try to use help. Those don't change things long-term. Mm-hmm. They, they are barely a band-aid. I mean, look at all the peace deals that we've had for Israel. Look at all the, the, the aid that has been sent to, to North Korea. Um, mm-hmm. There's just nothing that you can do to change North Korea. Nothing. I mean, we went to war with North Korea in the 1950s. When I say we, I'm talking about uh, America. America went to war against North Korea uh, in the 1950s. That was a part of a plan to stop the spread of camp- communism for people that didn't want it because communism was spreading forcefully. And so uh, the, there was a battle. They ended up drawing the lines at the 38th parallel, which break up North Korea and South Korea today. That's the background of North Korea. That's the, that's the history of the Korean people. But military has been used. Um, uh, we've seen so many dip- diplomatic carrots given to North Korea, money, aid, resources, uh, open open access to the market. Nothing works with that nation. The only thing that is going to change that nation is the thing they fear the most. And if we go to North Korea, you'll see that the thing that they fear the most is the good news of Jesus Christ. Anybody owning a Bible, anybody preaching the good news, anybody sharing anything that has to do about with, with Christianity or Christ is executed. And the reason they have to execute is because they have to keep out that 
virus because it will change the nation. It will do more than aid. It will do more than than diplomacy. It will do more than military engagement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We see, we see that over and over and over. So right now, if people want to join us for the thirty day devotional, Tim, where would they go? So you have to go to your YouTube app or website and、uh, and just type back to Jerusalem in your search, and you will have our channel and one of the videos. From the thirty-day prayer guide, just popping up right in front of you. So that's going to be YouTube channel, our our YouTube channel, back to Jerusalem. That's simple as it is. Just if you are using YouTube,、um, yeah. So so just go to our YouTube channel and you will see it right on. And especially, I mean, what what really touches me about this, how how it was designed,、um, it makes you think. It's not like just just you know a number of ways or things to pray for, but the whole story, which is you know being unpacked and episode after episode, like the step by step, is just making this picture of,、uh, of the whole the whole picture of the nation, and, and makes you not just you know just listen and pray, but listen and think in your heart about you know, what, what, understand them more, and then pray accordingly. Just、uh, I don't know I don't know how to express that, but it really it really makes it stirs the heart of the listener that you are just the way it's been it's been done. So I'm really looking forward to hear people people's testimonies after、uh, after listening to the whole series when、uh, when it will, when it will be up. It's gonna be up anyway on the on the website. So it doesn't matter、uh, on the YouTube channel. It doesn't matter when you are listening to this podcast. You you will still have the the access to the Uh, all of the videos on our YouTube channel, so so definitely jump in whenever you want. Yeah, this is for me. This is one of the things that makes it different. This prayer guide, this prayer devotional of thirty days, is different than any other North Korean prayer guide. What you're often going to hear about for prayer, the, I've I've gone through different North Korean prayer regimes, and one of the things that I found is it'll be like, okay, these are the kind of people that live in North Korea. This is the situation that they're living in, and this is why you should pray. And every day, you know, and sometimes it'll tell a story about little Johnny,、yeah. and little Johnny was hungry, and he really, you know, needed food, and then he found out about God and prayed to God, and God blessed him. Those are common, typical, testimonial type prayer guides. This、yeah. is a little bit different. We do share stories from the field, but you will be enriched in your knowledge about the history of North Korea. Little bits, little tidbits that will inform you why North Korea is what the way it is, how it actually is on the field, and and what is happening on the ground to bring the gospel to them today. What that does is that informs us. As people praying for the nation, that we're not just praying in ignorance, we're not just praying with with good intentions, but we're praying with knowledge about the situation, so as to specifically tailor our prayers to engage、mm. in spiritual warfare. Yeah. And, so. And you know what? I mean, that's just a thought, that, but、um, so it gives like also a timeline. So there was this huge a number of huge revivals in North Korea. In Korea, I mean that, that was a Korea in the beginning of twenty in the of the twentieth century. So that was a one country, huge revivals, and this really 
uh, should put uh, all of us on alert. Like, okay, it was a country with huge revivals, and still, when the threat, when the virus of communism came, it just, you know, it, it squished the, the, I would say, the majority of body of Christ there. Like, it, it attacked, and, and so for some reason they won. Communists, like, they took over the, 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 the half of the country. I guess we should all be, like, um, keen to, to think about what kind of lesson it brings uh, for us now in the West. Like, when, with, so, with so many, you know, you know, young people trying to embrace the new communism or, or whatever um, in, in, in the Christian countries that we, that we are living. But there is a huge, there's a huge lesson to be learned from what happened and what is happening in North Korea for the sake of, uh, of our nations. Amen. So it's it's not just praying for North Korea in many ways. It's it's us understanding how spiritual warfare comes into our own societies, our own nations, and what we can do to pray for our our generation. Brother, it's been great to have you on. Thank you so much for the work that you've done putting up this 30-day prayer guide on our social media and on YouTube so people that can go there and watch it and listen to it. Um, if you want to join us for a 30-day devotional, you can go to backtojerusalem.com. There you will find on our top the heading on our page, you'll see a link to our 30-day devotional. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, and there you'll hear an audio form posted every single day so you can join with us. You can be together with us as we do this 30 days of prayer. I want to thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. God bless.